This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. Story so far. Tom's brought into the mermaid boatyard. The relationship with Tom and Jan have gone on the rocks. Uh, Abby's had the baby from Oren, the American that she met at uh, the finishing school. And there is a big cliffhanger from season, series one. We can't say season because that's very American. We're very British. Yes. Oh, this is a British series. So in series one, it ended with two cliffhangers. One was the mermaid boatyard. That was in jeopardy with the court case from a long lost brother of um, Jack's wife. Jack's wife. And what else was it? Oh, Lynn. Lynn, Lynn. She, Lynn fell off the dock. Lynn made a big splash. Yeah, splosh. And splush. anyway, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. And we are following the glorious, glorious um, yachty drama from 1980s. That is Howard's Way. This this episode first aired on 31st of August 1986. People had to wait nine whole months for this, I know. and people shocking. Were, people were holding their breaths, especially in sort of. Well, Middle Lynn England. was holding her breath. <laughs> the gods were old, yes. <laughs> so, um, so can, uh, it picks off where the day after it left off. Do you not want me to do the... Oh, yes. Please the, tell me, tell us what the IMDB says about this lovely episode. So, in this episode... Charlotte's criminal history is raised in court. When Lynn goes missing, a worried Jan phones Frere's yacht. Jack's solicitor tricks Charlotte into self-incrimination. Ken minimises Jan's fears for Lynn. The Charlotte Rolf case is decided. Jan turns to Tom when Lynn can't be found. Leo gives Tom a lead to Lynn's disappearance. And later, Tom finds a clue on the jetty. Frere refuses to cooperate with Tom. Jan learns that Lynn may have been involved in an accident near Frere's yacht. Polly continues to insinuate herself into Abby's life. Frere informs Ken of his latest decision regarding the marina project. Polly taunts Leo about Abby's American lover. Contacted by the police, Tom brings news to Jan and Kate about Lynn's disappearance. <gasps> so, a lot's happened in this episode. A lot happened in this episode. Sort of, formally, um, lots of the hairstyles. Well, They all seem to have been restyled overnight. Yeah, what I would say is that it's not so much a lot happens in this episode. A lot seems to have happened between overnight. the end of... The last episode and the beginning of this episode, which is one day, but a heck of a lot has gone on in that in that 
overnight yeah, period. Yeah. I mean, six, uh, uh, there was a six-week delay on the boat, and then suddenly the they're launching finished, and the, they're the launching boat's it finished, and they're launching with it with champagne, and test driving, or pomine, it. or whatever. <laughs> Baby yeah. sham. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I th- I'm sure it was, it was probably a, a sort of a, a very good carver or something. It was English <laughs> sparkling wine. <laughs> yes, yeah, down the coast. Uh, so yeah. Um, the hairstyles have all changed. Samantha's gone from... Samantha's had, I think Samantha's had the most dramatic overnight transformation. Well, she's now bobbed. She's now got a bobbed hairstyle. And, yeah. And, and Leo's hair seems to have grown well, a bit. He's, Leo's, gone, Leo's hairstyle's gone a bit shaggy. And everyone's outfits... I mean, Avril's outfit, that was like superpower dressing. Yeah. Uh, also, Jan. Jan's hairstyle has changed... <laughs> considerably she's, she's she's gone a little bit darker and uh she's she's wearing very angular clothes and the bo- structured i think yeah. is that the term structured structured, structured yes very it must structured. be claude's uh influence yeah on the, the claude's overnight influence but claude's now disappeared from last week's episode though they were they were mooching around well, claude's in in southampton probably uh decking out the the, the, the boutique. Well, they, they, they were looking at bob. the boutique. That's where, how yeah. it ended last week. Yeah, last. We've, <laughs> we've had a very busy night, and that's now probably been bought and redecorated and ready to launch. <laughs> yes. Probably. Well, Perry Plou, uh, the, the, the salon. Speaking, na- of, speaking of Perry Plou, I what's, know, I, what's I, that you're drinking out of? I Jonathan? am drinking it out of my Perry Plou Marine Boutique mug, which yes. you bought me for Christmas. Yay. Yes, well, Rob has so thoughtfully created me a range of mugs, Howard's Way themed mugs. So yes. we have the Mermaid Yard, we have Howard's Way, the logo which is uh, on this this Yes, uh, the this, new logo this, launched this, today. This, this, launched today. Launched today. Yeah. Uh, and I've got the Mermaid Yard, and what was the other one? Um, so we got Relton Marine. Relton Marine on the way. On the way. There's been a there's been a production delay on that, so that's on its way. <laughs> It's, yes, Claude is probably sort of f- f- tweaking it a little bit with the boutique. Probably. <laughs> There's probably some glamour. Well, it's probably tweaking something at the boutique. <laughs> There's probably some glamazon and tinfoil being photographed with the Real Marine mug. Yes. <laughs> so from the from last week's episode, um, the the boat has now been built. It's now been launched. It's been kitted out. So yeah, the last time we saw the boat, it was upside down and was still bare wood and had no, no knobs or buttons or steering wheel or I'm sure that's not the right term, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. No, no sticky up poles with no things uh, so hanging off. The, yeah, so, so we we open up with a very very glamorous shot. Uh, Ooh, a helicopter. They've borrowed another helicopter. And they've got a, a slightly more glamorous helicopter on this t- this time. So they've obviously used the helicopter quite a lot because we have a nice aerial shot coming into the Mermaid Yard. We see Jack, we see the jolly th- uh, the jolly sailor, and then you also see the Mermaid Yard where they're launching this gorgeous. In fairness, that boat looks amazing. The boat did. Look, I mean, I know nothing about boats, but even I thought, "Ooh, that looks nice." I know. Yes. So it's very very lovely yeah i would really like to have a friend who has one of them <laughs> so yeah. or, or let me loose on ebay for a little bit no <laughs> no no yachts are like swimming pools are great things to be be owned by other people that let you use them and unfortunately my, our, our friend um who i'm godfather to the children has just bought a house with a swimming pool an in, in, internal swimming pool so yeah naturally we'll be offering so to jonathan, jonathan has looked out his um speedos i've got i've got the speedos i've got my my, inflatable got water swimming wings. <laughs> so, and our 
ready he's to rumble. He's got his brick in pajamas. <laughs> he's he's ready to ready to rumble. <laughs> ready to rumble. So the boat's built. Um, the last the 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 start the end. The series the series finale had Jack and Tom going into the court case. So it opens with them in the court case. Shellett's being cross-examined, and they are doing a jolly good job. Of the cross-examination, cross-examination. Yes. So yes. they've, they've come upon his criminal past. He has been arrested. He has been in, served time in prison. Yes. And he's also served t- time in prison for perjury. perjury. So Ooh. it's making it untrustworthy. Yes. So if we follow the storyline of the court case, which I found was really quite good, because Shellett said, no one's tried to get hold of me. They didn't, didn't, I didn't know anything about this. Blah, 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 blah. And then it, the yeah. cross-examination crosses c- crosses with Jack and then Shellett starts pointing and saying, he ruined my sister, he ruined the mermaid yard, he drank it into bankruptcy. And then, and say, so I, I knew, I know what you were doing. And then he gets cross-examined asking, why? So how did you know about all this? Because you said you hadn't had any communication when you left the, the thing. Oh, well, my sister told me everything and brings out this big pile of letters. So obviously he. Yeah. And then the solicitor that refers to his previous uh, testimony that he had no communication, he had, had no communication at all with anyone, so. and um, and that that is that he. So the mermaid yard. So that big cliffhanger is wrapped up quite succinctly in about two minutes. Yes, which is marvelous because it was getting a bit tedious. But we have to talk about Shellett's outfit. I mean, sorry, he had a five hundred pounds. Well, five hundred pounds could virtually buy you a house in Burnley. Well, you could buy half a house in Burnley with five hundred pounds now. Um, but he was wearing a very holy. Yeah, so it's very moth-eaten, which I guess is trying to tell us something about his financial state. Though in reality, in reality, no solicitor would have allowed a client to turn up in court looking that looking, shabby. Looking that. I mean, the very least, Charles Freire would have bought him a, a suit, a, a suit or to a smart wear. cardigan, a smart cardigan. <laughs> Yeah, talking about cardigans, I am loving, loving my Ken Masters cardigan. It's fabulous. And now what a Jack Rolf one now. But I do need to take a second mortgage or sell yeah. a couple of houses in Burnley to pay for it. <laughs> yes. It turns out that having a, a hand knitted cardigan is really rather expensive. <laughs> who who'd a, who'd a thunk it? Well, no wonder Piri Poo. <laughs> yeah. It's very expensive boutique. Yes. There's a range of knitwear which yeah, is Kate, behind <laughs> Yeah, Kate's knitting all the all the Piri Poo knitwear. Yes. They dubbed out the clattering of the brother sewing machine, the brother knitting machine in the background with it churning out these gorgeous cardigans. Um, so Shellett has been sent, basically. He's been sent packing. He's, hasn't been, he? he's been sent packing, although he is in the next three or four. For episodes. Well, he's going to want some sort of revenge, isn't he? Particularly <sighs> when he finds out that um, Charles Freire et al. are basically going to cut him loose. Well, that's what they've basically done. I mean, that, that's because Gerald was in the court case. He doesn't. He didn't seem to be very well prepped for all the money that Charles set to them. They, 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 they didn't prep him very well. No. <laughs> well we we watched the Good Wife and the the Good, good fight, fight, so we know how much prepping goes into uh, yeah. witnesses and and you know and plaintiffs etc yeah so they didn't do a very good job of it no but so easily goaded into revealing revealing information that presumably he kept that from his solicitors as well 
But I'm sure he didn't. I'm, I'm sure he would have verbal diarrhea and blah 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 blah. So, but it's but I think that, that it's gonna it's gonna trickle on for a little bit longer. But I don't think we're gonna get much use of that. Um, so they all go back to the mermaid jar. That's Jack and Tom. Jack is a little bit half cut ish, but uh, and Avril mentioned just mentions. I thought you dried out. And it's oh, blah, 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 blah. And it was doing a little bit of drunk acting, which was fabulous. I loved love drunk acting by Jack. Um, and we've got the businessman that offered uh, Avril at the last episode a CEO job. Um, as in working as a secretary for the well, we're, we're not quite, the we're, not, yeah, we're not quite sure exactly what what job she was being. It was offered. a, I think it was assistant. It was, exec, it was like, executive assistant or something. I think it was a secretary, a so. PA to the to the chairman. Which yeah, which, really didn't didn't sound like it was going to be making the best use of her her skill set. Or her yeah, skill she's set. she's just she, she's a, a co a, a co-owner of a boatyard that's des- that's created and designed this fabulous boat yeah so come and make the tea at relta yes this is, you, though this is the first time we've heard the name of the relta marine the yeah. so presumably on the summer break they 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 came up with um a name for the it's company really good, it is a really good name though yeah relton yeah relton marine though interestingly enough if you google relton marine um there's actually a, an art studio is it run by mr relton and mr oh. marine well, there is actually a Howard's Way uh, travel agent as well down yes. in Southampton. Yes. Well, I don't know. I think that was that, that, that's owned by the Howard family. <laughs> I think they probably set it up after Howard's Way. I suspect. <laughs> I, I suspect. So, so. Um, Avril it has a little um, tete-a-tete with Jack. And Jack says, I don't think Tom is going to leave his wife. So if you're waiting around for him and there's a job available and i think he's doing it as a nice fatherly thing not just trying to get rid of her um out of the way so he can get do his booty things but i think he he can read the signals just as much as avril can um avril takes a call from jan um because lim hasn't returned home and jan yes. is getting a little bit frantic um the message then gets fed back to tom and then tom drops everything yes and there's a, obviously there's lots of tension around this because it is the the relton the, the relton the, the Relt- or david lloyd from relton who interestingly enough seems to have changed his name from his days when he worked at sunshine desserts when he was david harris jones oh, oh this is the, the fall, Perry fallen thing. rise of reginald perrin i didn't watch his, any his, of that yes his, his catchphrase was super there, there were two. There was there was there was uh, David Harris Jones and I can't remember the name of the other one, but uh, what he said super, and the other one said great, and that was their sort of catchphrases throughout the. Throughout Who the said series. super smashing great? Was that on? That was Jim Bowen. Oh, was that? Oh, Jim Bowen. Yeah. Oh, that was the bullseye, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you could have won a mini metro, or you don't drive. You live in the council house. Council house. Here's a speedboat. Here's a speedboat. <laughs> 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 Strangely enough, uh, I'm now doing. I'm working for a small independent company, uh, estate agent in Runcorn, and there's a few council estates around there. And it's amazing how many bloody speedboats are in the drives of these. Uh, so do you think they're all bullseye winners? <laughs> Strangely enough, apparently there's the darts thing at the moment. I'm not, I don't follow darts, so, so I, I don't follow any sporting activity. Also, I don't know if darts is classed as sports, but. Um, 
Apparently, the winners, all the people that are in the finals of the darts tournaments, are all from Runcorn and St Helens, which are next to each other, and Witness. So, so maybe there is a correlation between speedboats, bullseye, and dart playing. So, don't know. Put them well, there's certainly a correlation between bullseye and darts players. It was a darts-based yeah, game. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I still no. 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 <laughs> Moving swiftly on <laughs> from Bullseye. So, Avril... See uh, what you could have won. <laughs> yes. so, we don't see any speedboats, but we do see... Well, that comes later. Yes. Speedboats. Well, we don't, we, we, no, there, was, there wasn't any actual speedboat. No, I don't mean in this episode, but the, the, no, we, we the, there, there's plenty of speedboats later on. Later on, yes. Oh, my God. There's so much gorgeous, gorgeous boaty action happening. <gasps> so, today, we have seen boaty action. So... Uh, Tom has gone off. We'll follow the Lynn storyline a little bit later on. So, um, following the sort of the Relton storyline, they've got they've launched the boat, the Barracuda, which looks amazing. It does I'm, look I, I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm toying because I, I wanted. And the... apparently, was specially designed for the series. Is that am I remembering correctly? Um, I think it was. It, they 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 balanced it in with that. Uh, I mean, because the flying fish was meant to be a design thing, but that was a laser boat, and uh, and they left the the laser logo on it, which was a bit of a giveaway, really. <laughs> yes, we weren't really meant to notice that, I don't think. And uh, but I think the Barracuda they correlated it too because because the yachting was because the, because of the, the explosion of Howard's Way and how popular it was, people didn't realise how popular it would be. And then everyone start everyone of a certain sort of middle class who was all looking to go sailing, and what have you. So, so the Barracuda was nicely, yes, product but, but, placement. But, yeah, but it was it was. I mean, I'm I'm sure I read somewhere that that the Barracuda was actually um, designed for the show. Oh really? I'm sure well, I read that somewhere. I haven't read that. I know the Barracuda boats, they do have an issue with the mainsail because they've got a limited sail because it's, it's one of the yachts where you can solo sail with the Barracuda. Um, so it's, it's designed for, for yachts people that you, you can have a jolly day out with a group of friends or you can just go sailing on your own, um, which we find out later on in this series with a solo female sail across spoilers john atlantic spoilers i know but it's, 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 it's You're this, such a spoiler this theory is, is just class i mean the quality of it is brilliant so they the david lloyd from relton marine goes out on the yacht to see how it handles tom is out looking for lynn and is sort of is missing in action he was meant to take him out to sail and basically avril and jack go out on the boat with with uh, david lloyd and show it through paces. And he, the, the photography was amazing. Yeah, I have to say that the cinematography of... I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing that they, they will have taken the, the yacht out for a day and filmed many, many, many sequences that will be With dropped, a very, ja very, very jazzy Howard's way dropped thing. That will be dropped into to future episodes. But it was very, very well done. And we saw, we saw the Isle of Wight, and we saw the pins and everything. Oh, it was... The needles. Good. Needles, sorry. Pins, needles, everything. Uh, so, you you're being to sound like me. <laughs> so it was, it was 
just the, the, the cinematography the boat does look amazing i mean that was a really good that was a really good advert for the for the barracuda boat Absolutely. and everyone in their droves went out and bought this boat even though it did have the mainsail issue um which i mean it was just needed replacing because it was it was a very powerful speedy boat and it's sort of it saw a lot of action so uh, but david roy david lloyd gets um seasick, oh, they're seasick. <laughs> Well, that's that's what it, uh, certainly how it appears. And they were saying, yeah. "Oh, you should have got out for lunch." But I'm sure they did actually go to lunch at the yacht yeah. club. We saw them. We saw them having lunch, and while they were well, having all, lunch, they were arranging having dinner. Dinner. I, they, God, they're, they're all very hungry and tired. <laughs> nom nom nom. <laughs> they're forever eating. So we, we we've got uh, we've got that storyline, which is. Uh, it, the, 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 the eating thing, the Weight Watchers must have done a, a roaring trade with everyone yes. following the, the dietary habits of the Tarrant Zet. Yeah. Um, other, other diet programs are available. <laughs> but in the whole, the whole filming of this whole this episode, it really it's up to its game because it looks glossier. Yeah, well, we've got the, new, the, the shiny new logo. Shiny new logo, which is much better than the than the, than the, the previous, the pink one, which yes. does look a little bit insipid. Yes, and all the all all the titles are in a matching font, and all the rest of it. So it's yep, it's it's certainly um, been polished a little bit since the yeah. end of the backdrop. Uh, the backdrop at the Howard House. We've not seen that yet, have we? We, we, we have. We, we, we? In, the, in the Howard House, the backdrop because it was behind the kitchen. Oh. We had lots of kitchen shots where. Right. Um, Jan and uh, Tom are phoning round everyone in the phone book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> looking for Lynn. Um, Tom goes down to look at the yacht marina um, after being sort of keyed up by, or clued in by Leo, who's picking up Abby at the hospital. The yeah. hospital. So Leo realises that all all of these plants and flowers that he has somehow managed to... to um, to take to the hospital on his on his moped. Oh, he has explained that away because oh. he's borrowed Kate's oh, Morris course. Minor. So he's he's back. He's packed all that stuff into the back of Kate's Morris Minor. Yes, and then he puts two and two together and realizes that all these flowers must have come from Charles Frere because who else would be sending Lynn masses of flowers? And, and if is it an apology? Is it sort of ending things? That sort of thing. So they put two and two together, and then Tom goes down and ferrets out um, Freya and speaks to Samantha. Samantha with her lovely new hairdo. Yeah, with a overnight, our overnight hairdo. So she's looking. Samantha's looking very smart. Yes, and um, she doesn't give too much away because obviously she's a very professional assistant, but does indicate that there was someone else over. uh, uh, Sort of, yeah, she wasn't an arranged guest. She came. There was words, and then she left. Yes, and then Tom accosts Freya, who's coming onto his yacht, and Freya is he, she's a grown woman and gives a little bit of a needle to so well she's told me about what's happening in your household, so he's a little bit aback on that. So he goes off with his tail between his legs and goes down the jetty, going back onto the land, and then spots a bit of fabric, mm. and then caught on a nail, and asks Jan, "What was she wearing?" Well, she was wearing this luminous yellow, yellow jumpsuit. jumpsuit. Oh, for Christ's sake, if she'd have fallen in the thing, I mean, surely that would have kept her, <laughs> kept her floating her around. Because <laughs> you used to have to inflate your pyjamas, didn't you? <laughs> Tie knots in the legs. 
uh, and inflate them so to keep as a flotation device. Did you do that at school? No, I didn't do that at school. So you're diving through, you dive, you dive for a brick in your pajamas. Then you take your pajamas off. You take your pajamas pajamas off while while doggy paddling, and you with your pajama bottoms, you you tie a knot in either end of the the ankle end. And then you inflate it. Yeah. So we didn't. We didn't do a lot of skinny dipping in the in the school pool. <laughs> you, had your, you had your trunks on underneath. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So 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 you weren't actually naked at this. You're point. not naked. Yeah. You wear you you, you put your pajamas on, and then you jump in. You dive for your brick. You bring the brick to the surface, and then you had to take you had to take your pajama bottoms off, and then inflate them. So you had to tie knots. <laughs> How did you inflate them? Well, you, you blew into them. You, you, I mean, you tied because they were wet. So the fabric was wet, so you could you could inflate them, and then the air would would stay within the fabric because the fabric was wet. And then you had you had like a V sign, uh, and then you, you sort of you doggy paddled. You held held, held the base of the pajamas um, it tightly in your hand, so the the, the air stays in. So them. where did you put the brick? Well, you put the brick on the side. That that was the the whole purpose. So you had to dive in in your pajamas to so recover the brick. So you'd gone underwater, the pyjamas were wet, you put the brick back on the side of the pool, then you had to swim into the middle of the pool and take your your, your, your pyjama bottoms off, tie knots in either side, and then inflate. Yeah, but what if you don't wear pyjamas? Well, you couldn't inflate them then, could you? Yeah. <laughs> that, I, it, was, it was to do your um, bronze or silver. I got my bronze, silver and gold, and then I got my medallion, bronze, silver and gold medallion. I was, I was, I was swimming boy. <laughs> it was organised activity. I think that's why Grandma sort of moved me, moved me up from horse riding to yachting because I could swim for a brick in my pajamas and inflate my pajamas amazingly well. <laughs> it's a whole new world. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, how do we get to that? So, so we're, so we're assuming then that 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 Lina's whipped off her jumpsuit and has inflated it. Oh no, but she, she's bobbing around somewhere. She, she's bobbing around behind the uh, behind the new yachts. <laughs> so in a, in, a, in, a, in a slightly ripped yeah. yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. No. So if Lynn is in the if Liz is Liz, Liz. Lynn is still in the water. Uh huh. She's been in the water for an awful long time, hasn't she? Yes. So Assuming she's still, I, I mean, I can't remember whether she is or isn't, but she's been in the water for a heck of a long time. Yeah. So, and I think Freer is slightly guilt tripped when he has his um, sort of contraton with Tom. So, uh, asked Samantha to phone the chief, consta- uh, chief, chief constable const- of the county constabulary. Uh, county constabulary. So he he he's, he's feeling a bit guilty, but he doesn't want to show show same face against Tom. So um, does something. So he does care, sort of. But we well, he's to... probably thinking of the PR. Let's face it. Yeah, possibly. Well, I don't think so. I think he doesn't really care about that. It makes it no nonsense for local PR. But it all, it all seems a little bit strange because in the last episode uh, we were introduced to Honey Gardner, yes, his wife, are. who even Gerald didn't know about because because now for it, we, we end with. Someone, some yowf dragging her luggage off the boat, but we don't see Honey Gardener. Because oh, she's already left. She's left this is her luggage ha- going. So she's, she's left with hand luggage. And then uh, Charles is on the phone talking about divorce proceedings. So that escalated quickly. I'm not, I'm not quite do- sure exactly what, what's gone on there because they were canoodling in bed yesterday and today she's flown to 
New Orleans or somewhere, and and he's talking divorce. I mean, yeah, what's I don't, what, I don't what know what's there? happened there. I mean, it, it does. Well, it feels a little bit disjointed, really. There's yeah. something I, I have to say that I think there is something weird going on with the timeline between the end of series one and the start of series two. You know, we've already talked about the. Oh, the, yeah. the the boat the, suddenly the amazing amount number of things that happened overnight, but it does feel a little bit yeah a little bit um I yeah disjointed and I suppose realistically if if you'd seen the the last episode of series one when it was shown mm-hmm. and now you're watching the first episode of series two nine months later you've forgotten a lot yeah then you're, you're not gonna i think be, maybe that's what they're hoping up. for they're not thinking of someone well yes and this years, was 40 years later 40, 40 years later here we are with box set so we can binge watch it and then we can begin to spot the the, 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 continu- continuity. the continuity issues mm. that wouldn't have been obvious because you're not going to remember oh and in fairness I, I much prefer having the boats boats now built because then we can get on with it because i think having more sort of booty action in the yards with yeah. I mean, admittedly having so we've all forgotten the six week delay that was was mentioned that was mentioned um and and yeah you're right it's more interesting when when we can get on with it we, rather we can than ro- rollick along nicely because yeah, the the dramatic the boat uh, seems to have been built but the newborn baby which hasn't been named abby hasn't ma- named the baby yet um but she's looking a bit she's making up formula for the baby yeah, obviously she hasn't heard the message that breast is best. <laughs> you would have thought, I mean, she's like very much a green and common sort of, sort of protestry type of lady. So you'd have thought she would have been. Did you think she, she'd be like clasping it onto, on, onto the onto the breast under her dungarees, under dungarees, and then going to the adventure playground health hazard <laughs> to look after the ragamuffin crew of no, children. No, she's, she's going to take the child back to her dingy bedsit. Well, in fairness, I say the the. That, I mean, that's what I found what a little bit peculiar yeah. because the rest of it's super super glossy and then we go to this bedsit and it's as though they changed the filming style because it just goes from glossy to grainy depressing docudrama about people living in appalling conditions well you're not going to move go back to a, a, a glossy glamorous bedsit that wouldn't make any no sense I suppose not but it just looks so so depressing and then someone shoves a, a, a letter under the door and she thinks it's the milk bill and they make, make a comment well your milk bill's going to go up and I think it's a newborn you're not going to give it new milk you're not going to give it brand cows, new dairy cows, cows milk is uh, sorry you've got to wait I think it's at least a year yeah. or so and you, Leo is flicking through his copy of the reader's digest guide to, to child <laughs> child care, care. Yeah, managing a child and flicking through to the index looking Oh, the Hames, the Hames oh, I'm sure manual. it's nothing. I'm sure. Let's have a look at the index for rashes. Yeah. So, so, so did the, is this a manual that you got with with the baby? <laughs> yes. And it does seem to be a very attentive maternity uh, nurse is <laughs> crowding around. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I Polly then pops up. Polly pops up. Polly pops up. We don't see much of Polly, although it does mention the INDB, but well, she only has. Which is a brief scene when she, she's trying to insinuate herself into. Well, she into she, Leo she goes to have a look at the child, but Abby's not there. Where's Abby? I don't know. Abby's gone out shopping or where's, something. Where's Wally? Where's Abby? <laughs> yes, but uh, Abby's uh, Abby's abandoned the child to Leo's already. Care. 
And uh, she's gone. She's gone off to the Perry Plu Marine Boutique <laughs> to, to buy see, a cardigan. See what what post maternity wear? She's where she's she's got a post lord. She wants to put it towards a, a layaway plan for a nice cardi. But Orin, uh, uh, so the cha- her child's um, father. father, is coming in um, next Wednesday from Rome, apparently. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure they had transatlantic flights that flew equally quick. Maybe he was in Rome. Oh, I th- well, I th- maybe he was throwing a coin into the into the Trevi fountain. <laughs> yes, he, he was. He was doing. He was doing that. Like sort of four, his, fourteen countries in. Yeah, he's doing in two his days grand, he's on doing a bus. His, like he's doing his grand do. tour on a Wallace Arnold coach. <laughs> so yeah, so Oren's coming along. So there seems to be a little bit of jealousy there. And well, who's jealous? Of Leo. Leo's jealous of Oren. And Leo, Leo's trying to integrate. Why do you think Leo's falling for Abby's I feminine th- wiles? I don't. I think he, he's falling for her, and I think we'll just leave it at that because I don't think it's. I yeah. I mean, I I know the Leo and Abby storyline is 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 a big one, but it just seems to be. A bit wallowy. It gets a lot better as the series goes along. But he's he's got that whole rescuers complex. But Abby sometimes doesn't necessarily want to be rescued. She puts herself into those predicaments in the first place so she can get out of them in her way. Uh, or to well, that's very deep. I know. Well, well, I mean, she definitely does that in the last series. Very in the last season of Howard's Way, season six. Season I six. Lose, I, I don't. I don't want to. Oh, series six. We don't say season five. No, it's very British. It's British. But we're not there yet. We're still on series two. We're on series two, episode one. Episode one. So we've so we've covered the Avril. We've covered the court case. We've covered the boats. Now we've got the Lynn story. We don't. We don't see any of Lynn in this episode. Well, because she's in the water. We don't know she's in the well, water. Well, we don't know she's not. in the water. We're well, assuming she's in the water. So we, it's escalated super quickly. So from going away overnight, everyone's getting very worried for her. Um, Jan's feeling a bit guilty. Um, she's made to feel guilty by Tom. And they, they they have a little bit of a bicker. But also they can see that there's a really good chemistry between those two. Uh, Kate is, is indicating that Jan should get back with Tom. Um, but... Ken is trying getting to, in the way. Is getting in the way. So yeah, so Ken is is trying to up the stakes and trying to say, "Oh, don't worry about Lynn. Let's go to Casper's. Let's go party." And, and he's not really getting the the motherliness of Jan and her worries. She's feeling guilty because she wasn't around. Because I think she was out partying at Casper's. Well, partying at, at Ken's overnight. So she dirty stop out. Yeah. So she wasn't around. So in the evening to see that Lynn hadn't come back. Um, she's disappointed in Leo, but Leo is very sort of concentrating on Abby and Abby's well-being and the baby's well-being and blah, blah, blah. So, but there is a definite chemistry between Tom and Jan. Uh, Kate's trying to manipulate the situation to get them to get back together, trying to convince Jan to go back together. I think even Jack is trying to manipulate the situation so they get back together because he's trying to warn Avril that it's unlikely that he's going to leave his wife. Yeah. Um, so something so it feels like something is being set up there for 
yeah for the future yeah obviously circumstances Mm. um don't allow that storyline to come to fruition so they're getting really more really really anxious i mean i mean lynn is like what 22 23 and staying overnight or going somewhere else but i think it's because it's against nature because she always does phone however in her her previous in a few episodes ago she did actually promise to go and help out at the at Perry Plou on the first day and never turned up, didn't phone, and Jan didn't seem that bothered. Well, she wasn't on the phone to the police or anything. And she wasn't on, on the on phone then, occasion. but I think she's just, I think she's feeling guilty because she wasn't there to see that she hadn't come home at night. And I think she's feeling a bit guilty and a little bit, she's suddenly feeling that concern but i suppose it's that whole mother instinct thing where you know something or a parental instinct where you know something's not right and i think i think that this episode they handled that really well so i i, I mm. really really like that um kate had some really class lines with ken because kate's come round, she's come over in a taxi and that's where we find out that leo's got her morris minor a morris traveler and um She's there with uh, with Jan. Ken arrives. Ken's offered a coffee and tries again to convince Jan to go out for dinner and says no. And then they're all sat around the table. So you've got Jan, Kate and Ken. And sort of Ken was saying, so well, blah 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 and being a little bit dogmatic and so there will be there will be and kate has a dialogue and so look i can appreciate that you're feisty and um blah blah your business things but this is family and and so i can appreciate your good qualities but i also know your other qualities as well and she leaves the room with that which i think is very good because i think she can appreciate that he's come from the wrong side of the tracks but he's done very well for himself and she can also appreciate that, but I don't think he, she appreciates him sort of level himself into the family life when he doesn't really belong. That's what she sees. Yeah, I think that I think that he thought that was really that was handled really well. I thought the scripting on that was brilliant. Um, and then we have another cliffhanger. Bum, bum, bum. Where Tom arrives, looks a little bit <gasps> evils because Ken is there, I've got his hand on Jan's shoulder with a little bit of intimacy. Well, it's not, it's not as though they were groping or anything like that, but uh, Tom is very, sort of like a little bit t- taken aback, but also says, they've found Lynn. Wow. And we don't know if Lynn's alive or dead. <gasps> But when we don't have a quiet Howard's Way signal like we had last uh, the last episode when we just see her fall into the water and we don't see her come back up, we then have the Howard's Way song along. Always there. Oh. We have Marty Webb singing Always There, plugging the single. Oh, yeah, I don't like Rush that. out and buy it. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't mind the song, but I don't like that. I like it having the jazzy ending. And I do remember when that changed and there was like a massive outcry. And even I thought about writing off to Barry Tucker at points of view to complain, which many people did. And they complained about the, that that ending. Really? They, yeah, they did. I mean, they honestly did. <laughs> but and then it's series, it series just, three. It seems very unlikely. No, it is. Honestly, I'll have to see if I can find it on YouTube. 
but the, the people wrote in and complained against the closing sequence of Howard's Way. They didn't think it was fitting. Um, and they, on series three, they changed it back to the jazzy endings. Well, the only reason I think why they had the Marty Webb version was just to to promote sales of the, the single sales of the record. Well, did. I don't know how far in the charts it actually got. I wonder if it got to number one. I don't know. I'll have to Google it. Google it later. But overall, I thought the episode was great. Uh, I, it rollets along really nicely. Yeah, but did you like it? I loved it. I didn't oh. just like it. I loved, I loved, loved, loved it. Um, so all the characters, so they, they wrapped up a few of the storylines. And they also wrapped up the storyline of doing the marine development where Charles has... Uh, has ditched the idea because he can't get the mermaid yard, so he's on to pastures new. Uh, Ken still wants to do business with him, even though he's a bit, so he's, he's been left out to dry. But the, the door is still open for some potential business, and Ken wants to play with the big boys. But you know full well that's going to end in a, in a problem. He's going to be chucked under the bus somewhere. Yes, because, you know, it's yeah. Ken... I still like Ken, although he is still wearing... The, everyone else seems to have outfit changes and everything, but Ken's still wearing that vile um, sort of golfing jacket, beige golfing jacket with air holes in. Um, but I think they're purposeful air holes rather than the shallots sort of... <laughs> it looked like someone had been up with a corkscrew. With, with a, with a corkscrew. <laughs> so what did you think of this episode? I like this episode, and just for your information, All This There by Marty Webb and the Simon May Orchestra uh-huh. uh, peaked at number 13. Oh, unlucky for some. Unlucky for some. So, there you go. Oh, perhaps they should re-release it. They should remix Always There. They, they should do a disco A disco, a, hi- a hip-hop one. Make it, Give it a contemporary air. Uh, because I mean, what we've had, we've had uh, Maya Carey. She hit number one for just before Christmas, and Wham <laughs> hit number one for for, for their, the first time. For the first, both of them hit the number one slot for the first thirty odd time. years after they done. Which so just, potentially, maybe yeah. we can get behind a Kickstarter. Which, which to, I think it sort of just reflect is reflected of how awful modern music is, really. <laughs> Do, so, I, do I sound really old when I say so that? So shall we start a campaign to get to, to get always there, re-released yes, and remixed? <laughs> I, I want you to start a campaign Let's to, start, to, start to get the disco remix of Always, of always there. there released onto number one. Released onto number one. Okay, so Honey Gardener, we only met her very briefly yeah. and we're never meeting her ever again. Yeah, it sort of has that feeling of of a, a, pot- a potential storyline and character that was a that was abandoned during you know during the summer the summer break. I mean, because we're being introduced to the Orin, the the the, the Orin and Orin's family. So you got the American thing. So I think they were angling to launch Howard's Way onto the American market, so they had to make it relatable for Americans. So Honey Gardner, she was American, wasn't she? She was American, yeah. So and or maybe they were trying to to bring in that influence, and maybe the the, the storyline didn't quite work. But they probably so couldn't think what they could do. What with her. what to what what to do with her well she had a bit of a shirley bassey look about her didn't she 
She, you mean she could have been a nightclub singer? Yeah, well, she 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 looks a bit. She could have been posing by, with by a piano. Obviously, we only met her very briefly underneath the, the sort of with with a, with a sexy brazier and uh, under the duvet. Yes. Um, and then the very next day, she'd she was, she'd, she'd gone and and divorce proceedings were being instituted. Maybe she couldn't compete with Samantha's new bob. Yeah, that's probably it. So on maybe, the recast, maybe actually, maybe she she's a hairstylist and gave Samantha. Oh, maybe new, new bob. She did. She 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 quickly whizzed round. She was like a mobile hairdresser. Spare yeah, time. Snippy, snippy, boom, boom. snippy, snippy, boom, booms. So on the reboot recast, let's reboot recast the lovely Honey Gardener. So, so who would we do for Honey Gardener? <laughs> Well, it's very that's very hard because we so we know so little about Honey Gardener. In fact, we know nothing whatsoever about her. We so can make it up. It's quite it's quite hard to. I'm um, gonna I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go for um, either Daniela Westbrook, who was in EastEnders, okay. or Kerry Katona because they're of the similar eek. Similar uh, eek. Oh, yeah. Because because Daniela Westbrook was one of the, uh, you know, so the, oh, the, the sort of the, the, she was the younger sister to um, Ross Kemp's character in EastEnders. Uh, she married Ricky when they were sixteen. Well, Ricky was seventeen and she was sixteen, and she was in the she was the first incarnation of that character, and then she got replaced. And then she came back, and then she had, yeah. <laughs> Shush. So I, I think it's just like that. It's got that because she, she was a little bit tarty, and we didn't see much of her. So, 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 so you need someone that's like nice and tarty. <laughs> nice and tarty, nice and tarty with <laughs> with an ample bosom. Ample bosom. So either either Daniela Westbrook or um, Kerry Katona. She wouldn't have to do much. Kerry yeah. Katona is good at that. You're so rude. You're so no, rude Kerry Katona. She's so she, rude to minor celebrities. Yeah, give her. It's Kerry Katona. She's she's got a bit of. She's got a lot of personality. Not necessarily a great deal of talent, um, but she does. She, she she's got that sort of. She's she's got that uh, that X factor. Which is uh, it's the same with Daniel Westbrook as well. I mean, both of them have gone off the rails a little bit, well, a lot, but you can see that there there could be something more. So, and I think with Honey Gardener, it could be something more. So, your turn. Oh Lord, did you kind of throw these things at me without giving me any chance to 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 think about it? I don't, I don't know. Um, I could see you could see anyone, you know, say. Uh, let's 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 have I don't know Julie Andrews. She could Julie she, Andrews. She would be what, a marvel- nice and tarty. She'd be a, a, a marvelous, a marvelous honey gardener. I don't know. Nonsense. Okay, you could either take Ke- Kerry Katona or Daniela Westbrook. Yeah, I'll take either of them. <laughs> yeah, so there we go, guys. There we so, go. That's been very inf- that's been very informative. <laughs> very informative. Very informative. <laughs> so. Over to you, dear listeners. What did you feel about this episode? Did you feel it's getting glossier? Um, what, how did you feel about the Shellet case going the way it did? Would it have been more interesting? Would it have been more interesting if Honey Gardner would have been a main character? 
let us know. You can find us on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. Um, we do our watch along every Sunday at 8 o'clock. So you jam your DVD in and tweet along with us. And away you go. And away you go. So over to Hashtag Howard's Way. Hashtag Howard's Way. And so if you go on our website, you can you can look at the lovely mugs and you can buy the lovely mugs, the, 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 the Howard's Way merch. If you, feel so, <laughs> if you feel so inclined, you can buy our merch. Yeah. Considering t-shirts soon. <gasps> How very that's antiquedust.co.uk so in the meantime it's farewell from me Jonathan and it's goodbye from me Rob bye 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 Listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust.